dysfunctional. Each and every weekday morning, the Pat and Aaron Show. It's a little too early for being that loud. Good morning, Tampa Bay. And here we go. Now your hosts, Pat Donovan and Aaron Jacobson. Good morning, goons. Welcome to the Pat and Aaron Show, 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Coming to you live on a Tuesday morning. And Aaron Jacobson just reminded me, as we were getting the show about to start, we got a, a text yesterday, and they said, hey, can we do something we haven't done in a while tomorrow? And I said, yeah, why the hell not? Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Taco Tuesday! Usually that Jack and Aaron are talking about, like, Game of Thrones or Taco Tuesday, and they just, you can't listen to them. Let me give you some advice, bastard. Never forget what you are. The rest of the world will not wear it like armor. Shame. 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 A Game of Thrones and Taco Tuesday here on the Pat and Aaron Show. Why not? Listen, it's not a Blue Steel Tuesday today, as our good friend Braden Coburn is, uh, I believe he's just getting home. He went on uh, like a dream skiing trip. Where he's like jumping out of helicopters. And, <laughs> I don't know if he's jumping out, but he's yeah. definitely getting in he helicopters. Was getting in a helicopter, jumping out, landing after a hundred foot helicopter drop straight into the slope, perfect, perfectly. Yeah, I mean, what a what a week he probably had. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear about it next week. But he he because he was getting in really late last night, uh, unable to be with us this morning. So no blue steel Tuesday on a Game of Thrones and Taco Tuesday, but that's okay. That's okay because. A, we're psyched about Rays baseball season, and because of such, because we're psyched about Rays baseball season, we're going to spend the 8 o'clock hour today with our good friend Neil Solons from Rays Radio. He's going to come in and hang out for the entirety of the 8 o'clock hour and see if he um, is uncomfortable next to Aaron in the heart glasses that I was wearing yesterday. I like them. I'm very comfortable, and I'm realizing my camera's not even close to on me. Um, um, it was. No, it it's was? on you. Yeah, right. I'll fix you. it now. Um, I am feeling good today. We've got a lot to get to. Of course, Tampa Bay Lightning back in action. We'll get to that. Neil Solons will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Can't wait to have him in studio for the entire hour. And then at 7.30, a little before that, we're going to be talking with Charlie Campbell, getting ready for the Combine. And I've got a lot of questions for Charlie. And there's a lot of questions surrounding the draft this year and some moves that could possibly be made and really have to be made in the next coming weeks. A lot of questions to be answered as the NFL draft uh, combine gets going this week and a lot of money to be made. And you know what? For some guys, uh, some money to be lost. That's one of the things I'm looking forward to talking to Charlie about is kind of who has the most to gain in Indianapolis this week, and who maybe has the most to lose? Uh, I, I want to know who's on. I want Charlie to be on watch for who the biggest suck ups are going to be. Yeah, the, the the trash cleaners when the cameras are on, they're picking up trash just to make sure they're looking good for the teams. There's a lot of those kids. Who's going to be feeding the homeless with their cell phone out? Yes, right? exactly. And then I want to know who is most likely to feed the homeless without their cell phone just because they're actually good people. Yeah, but then here's the thing. You'll never know. If you found that out, you would say that that was staged. No, no, You've no. You've done that. Not if it You've was. literally no, done that. Not if it was a grapevine type of deal. A grape? Yeah, you know, Marvin Gaye. Oh, 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 oh all I right. I heard it through the grapevine. I, this is terrible. Do you guys remember for five minutes 
there was a social media app called Vine. I do. I thought I loved like, it. I thought you were saying like, no, no. If I start on TikTok, Facebook, I'm not buying it. If I start on Vine, I'm no, in. I'd have to hear it through the grapevine, oh. and I go, all right, it's not for for show. I heard it through the grapevine. Well, you may not need the grapevine to hear about USF basketball right now because that program is on fire, and they are now in both the coaches and AP poll, the number 25 team in the country. And, you know, I was thinking a little bit about this yesterday, Aaron. This is massive for this program. And when I say that, I don't think this is big for the USF men's basketball program. I think this is massive for the athletic program. And not just USF basketball getting to number 25 and being on this unbelievable run and having the greatest season in the history of the program. It's beyond that to me. What I'm seeing right now from USF, right, as a whole, as an athletic program, when you think about their last year, right, all the way up to inducting our friend Jeff Atnella into the Hall of Fame, and he'll be in here on Friday to talk to us. That's when I look the at biggest, the, biggest moment. Hugest, hugest. Hugest yeah, moment. Yeah, hugest moment. Yeah, for sure. Moment. Moment. <laughs> moment. Uh, good morning. No, but seriously, good morning. Um, when it comes to the entirety of the athletic program, when you just, for me, when I look at the, the last 12 months, for instance, when you just think about what the football team did after years of really struggling, they've got a long way to go still, but a really good first step under Alex Golish. And then now the basketball team doing something it's never done, whether it be the win streak or getting into the top 25. And then when you add that, you've got a new football stadium on the way. There's just so much momentum entirely around the entire athletic program that I think every single part of it makes them uh, or puts them in a really good spot because the more things you compete in at a high level, the bigger it is for the entire athletic program. Yeah, it's a really good point, Pat. And you think about it, it happened in succession, right? You had USF have the successful football season, have that run, win the bowl game, and right after that is when we're like, oh my gosh, we no football, we need something good, and then USF makes this run, this basketball team. So I agree. I think in tandem, it's special. It puts them on the map, which is most important, and I think it would be a different type of deal if you were talking about a team where they both had expectations. Right. Yep. And they were just, they were good or okay. And they did. They had low expectations. That's part of the story is you look at USF, the football team, and where they were ranked and where they were projected to finish before the season. And it was second to last. And fairly so, in a way, you know? You look at USF men's basketball team, and they were not picked to finish uh, strong in the, in the preseason polls. So both of them overachieving to the max and doing so that puts them now on the map. And for USF, for, for this run right now, to go to from just weeks ago, even last week, seeming impossible, even with the, the strength of schedule, even with the run that they made. We just had a guest tell us that. Yeah, that it seemed unlikely for them to find themselves in the tournament field without winning their conference tournament. And it only took a couple games for them to change the minds of a lot of people. And right now it looks like if the season were to end today and there were no conference tournament, they would be a, an at-large team. You would think so if you're number 25. And what happens if you win a couple more? Do you, you know, do you land at 23, 22 if you win the last couple before you get into conference tournament play, right? And, and then it's an even tougher decision to not give them an at-large. So I think it's a, you're 100% right. But it's, it's great for basketball. And obviously we want to see them in the tournament in the immediate 
It's absolutely, you know, for USF fans who have, have started to pack that building for home games, there's no doubt that, that we really want to see them in the tournament. But I think the overall picture, when you get a little bit past that, and, and obviously that's, that's huge and it's important, but when you get a little bit past that and you just look at what's going on with this program, I think it's, it's, it's incredible. And it's a moment that they have to capture, right? Because you said, like, it's kind of happened in succession, one after the other. Well, they, it kind of has to, to build the kind of momentum that, that, like, they really need to get this program to a point where it's considered one of the top athletic programs in the country. But how do you do that? You compete in multiple sports at a high level. You just won the indoor track. You just yeah. won the, they're getting rings. All right, I don't know if you heard Coach Raheem talking about it. They're getting rings and trophies for, for track. But seriously, you, you compete at a high level in basketball. You compete not, those are the, we all know that, right? It, when it comes to March Madness, when it comes to NCAA football, you compete in college football and college basketball at a high level. And it puts you in, in an echelon of colleges and college athletic programs that is pretty elite. And they're right on the doorstep of that, man. And Alex Golish was there, has been there, you know, in the house watching these basketball games as well. So Chewing up all the action. <laughs> I've been looking. I've been on gum alert. I've been on gum watch. Yeah, you are. I've been trying to see if he's if he's chewing. I'm proud of you, by the way, for never posting the video of him in the airport. Why, why would you be proud of me? I'm a good guy. He you say all fa- the time he that you're a very his... mediocre human being. Yes, but he was with his family. Mm-hmm. And even I... Have limits. You have now, standards. I have standards. Now, I could completely throw those standards out the window next week if like a better video came along and I thought I just didn't care anymore. I'm inconsistent with my being a decent human being. Better video meaning like more no, like salacious? If I, no, like if I found a video, like if something happened in front of me and there were kids involved and it was like questionable, but it was like, well, this could go viral. This has to be seen by people. I could change my stance. Let's say you believed... Alex Golish's gum chewing could have gone viral. Could how have many, gone how like, many hits? Real, like, let's say a uh, Florida Panthers stripper's viral. Oh, yeah. I'm posting it. <laughs> yeah. Like, this content's king. This is, the, this is the business we're in, bud. <laughs> well, I mean, you just had standards 30 seconds ago. Yeah, and I said I'll flip-flop easily. That's my standard. Well, uh, again, great, great news uh, when it comes to everything going on at USF. On the Bartow 48 text line, how does USF keep their head coaches after the success they've had this season? Well, listen, at the end of the day, if a bigger program comes calling, you have to hope that whether it's Coach Golish or Abdul Rahim, that they look at what they are building and what they believe this school can become, like we just talked about, right? They're doing all these things that if you continue to build momentum towards, you can become an elite athletic program. If you believe you're part of building that, perhaps you stay. But you have to hope that that's the vision for those guys. Because if it's not, if it's just about a bigger program and a bigger payday, you really have no chance. I mean, right? I yeah. mean, this is, that's all you have to hope that they like what they're doing and they want to continue to do it. Because anybody... If they don't feel strongly enough about what they are doing, they're not going to leave for more money. I mean, they're going to leave for more money or a bigger program. It's just it's just natural. It's what's going to happen. And you have to hope that when they do leave for the bigger program, they built the program up where it's stable, where someone can come in and at least build off what was being built. Speaking of hoping they don't leave for a bigger program, Casey Warner brings us today's top headlines next on the Pat and Aaron Show. Not even, don't you dare, Casey Warner, leave us for a bigger program. That's next on the Pat. We're the biggest program anyways. All right, maybe not. Pat and Aaron Show, 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. Progressive. Com- 
Voted Now. Top Headlines. That's right, it's time for today's Top Headlines with Casey Warner, a.k.a. the guy who's never leaving us for a bigger program. Damn it. Never. Casey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, by the way, Pat, is that warm enough for you? High of 82 today. <sighs> like, I've still got the sweatpants on this morning because did. it was cold when I left. Uh-huh. Uh, cold for me. I'm, I'm old and I'm soft. Uh, I don't so like... comfortable. No, 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 no. I need, I'm ready for the 82. I can't wait. Like, I got a meeting this afternoon, uh, and I can't wait to leave the house in shorts. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, yeah, it is. And by the way, another top headline we got here. How many phones or how many numbers does Buccaneer John have? He calls in from another unknown number this morning, and I don't know how he does it. There he is. What do you mean? Yeah, right. Do you have... All right, guys. Unknown number. Come on. Usually when you call in, it directly pops up, Buccaneer John, but today it was was unknown, so I don't know what you're doing over there. Yeah, right. All right, that's right. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. All right, so let's get get to business. First top headline, Manuel Margot is on the move again before he even played a game for the Dodgers. He is headed to the Minnesota Twins. The Rays are still paying $2 million of his contract in 2024. He's an $8 million player for the Twins. Sounds like a good bargain to me. And the Dodgers are going to be paying some of it as well. So uh, uh, interesting. I'm not sure. I'm guessing the Dodgers were just deep. But for the Twins, heck of a move. For Rocco Baldelli to bring this guy in, and believe me, Rocco Baldelli, a guy who knows the Rays organization very well, a guy who has seen... Rocco. And a guy who's seen Manny Margot quite a bit, um, knows what Manny can bring as far as a guy who doesn't have to play every day, can come in as a replacement, can move around and help the team in different ways. I think it's a really good move for a team that was really good last year. They're coming up as well and they add a guy like this. These are the perfect type of glue guys. Any Rays fan knows what Manny Margot can bring as that glue guy. When you've got a roster as stupid as they have in Los Angeles, you can you can move on from a guy like Manny Margot very easily um, because they've just got so many players, so many stars, so much depth. Um, but we've seen right here in our own backyard how big he can be for a team like the Rays. And the Twins are a lot more comparable to the Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he's you're, you're 100% right. He's a guy that's going to go in there, fit right in. And when you need big plays, uh, a lot of times we'll step up and make them. Absolutely. No, I agree. The Twins are a team that I'm kind of intrigued by in the AL Central this year, so we'll see what that does for Manuel over there in Minnesota. Good luck to him. A bad division. Bad, terrible, awful division. We won't talk about that, though. All right, Peter (laughs) Peter King is uh, calling it quits. He went out with a bang in in his last column on NBC Sports Chicago. They're reporting that he said... I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. I know nothing, but that seems just to be the way the wind is blowing. Why is he retiring? I didn't. I didn't know that. That was a surprise to me. Man. Is he's, he old? Uh, he's done his job. How he's, old uh, is Peter? Done his forty-four year career in sports media. I'd say he's done. Uh, uh, done quite a bit. I'll be honest with you. Um, I was hit or miss on Peter King as far as his articles, him as a personality on television, that kind of stuff. I absolutely love the guy. Um, I just met him a couple of times around Bucks camp and stuff, but just like seems like an incredibly just good human being. Sixty six years old, by the way. I just found it on so Peter young. King. Yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, it's not so young, but it's not that. It's not that old either. Uh, but I'll just I'll never forget um, last year 
the young lady who works for Bucks Communications, um, you know, like a college athlete and stuff, Peter King, like during Bucks training camp one day, it was like raining out. We're all kind of like stuck inside. And he all of a sudden just started interviewing her about like her college her college career and it was really interesting i'm like sitting at the other side of the table and like it's he's was just it an interview or was it a conversation it, it, was, no, it was very much a conversation but it came across like an interview well, yeah, you, know what I mean? you like, think peter king doesn't know how to actually have a conversation no, no, it was a great conversation it just if you were listening to it it's because he's asking about her college career and stuff it was just it was very interesting like you don't usually ask communications people about stuff like that for instance it was then i asked her like we were on our way onto the field i was like did you think you were gonna get interviewed by peter king today and she's like no like we were cracking up about it It was hilarious he's awesome a good guy awesome stuff there peter king great writer for si sports illustrated so we're going golf talking here we got some golf updates the match played 2024 roy mcelroy dominated the 34-year-old won 10 skins between 12 holes and a sudden death did to anybody, get that W. What's did anybody up? know this was going on last night? I didn't either until I saw the headline this morning. Did that's you what, know, Pat? That's why we got if a headline. you didn't know that a big golf thing was happening. Right? Like, come on. So Do I you think saw, I knew that a big golf thing was well, happening? I saw it on social media last night. I'm like, is this happening right now? It was last night. I was like getting ready for bed. I Where just got was it? from Bella's. I have no West, idea. West Palm Beach. Oh, and it was at night? Night Here golf. in the great state of Florida. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they had the lights going. It yeah. looked kind of cool. Like WWE, right? They just did their premium live event, they call them now, because they're not pay-per-view anymore. Uh, they just did it in uh, Australia over the weekend. So if you wanted to watch it live here on the East Coast in America, it was at 5 a.m. So when you said it last night, I thought maybe it was somewhere else where it was not nighttime. That's odd. Yeah, they were playing night golf, and I'm thinking it was like a two-on-two. It was Homa, Max Homa, and Rory McIlroy. And who are the girls? Lexi, Lexi Thompson, and Rose Zhang. Was it the two dudes against the two girls, or, I, or like I uh, mix, uh, mixed teams? It says Max Homa and Rose Zhang. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, they put the girl and the guy. Yeah, one and one. And it was at the Park Golf Course in West Palm Beach. Either of y'all played there? No, <laughs> no, I haven't. But I'll tell you one thing: I would love to play night golf. But yeah, it cool. looks very cool. I've only played once a short par three course, and it was awesome. But what does that say about the sport and where it's at right now? If the biggest guy in the sport, supposedly, arguably the biggest guy in the sport, Roy McIlroy, is not, nobody had any clue that was going on last so night. So I think you could always make the argument that the PGA or, or golf as a sport has never done a hugely great job of promoting. And like outside of Tiger Woods, who was just kind of like this storm that you couldn't like, not pay attention to they've never done a great job of marketing the game in my opinion so like this is a stat that i think is mind-blowing every you talk about you know you just said it aaron the face of golf right now roy mcelroy he's 34 years old he hasn't won a major since before i graduated high school let that sink in isn't wow. that crazy uh, yeah it and is. he's the face i graduated high school in 2016 y'all so that's uh, it's quite a bit of time. Thank you. I wasn't there. feeling old enough yet this morning, Casey. <laughs> He's like, still, uh, like he, come on, eight years? I can't believe that. Rory's like a great regular season team in, in a sport. He's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Rory yeah. McIlroy's the Dallas Cowboys. Great. Like, you know he has all the talent in the world. You know he's got it all, all the ability. Just, like, just can't win anymore. Are you calling him Fugazi? No, because he's very good. He just doesn't win. He's always up there at the top of the leaderboard. He just doesn't win. He's not like a Brooks Kepka or John Rahm where they just close the door. And look at those guys. Not with the PGA Tour anymore. There you have it. That's all we got for top headlines from the penalty box. Back to y'all. You know what, though? What do all those guys have in common, Aaron? They're all very wealthy.
Yeah, they're very wealthy. They're very wealthy. Thank you, Pat. Uh, you want to be wealthy? You want to make sure that you're managing your wealth? Well, you want to take that stress off your plate. Trajan Wealth. They're going to help you out with this. Wealth management, retirement planning. You want to make sure you have enough money when you retire? Trajan Wealth, they're going to help you do that. And it starts with a phone call. 813-550-1000. Consultations are complimentary, so do not wait any longer, 813-550-1000. You've got questions about your retirement, looking ahead to your future, right? At least you should be. Trajan Wealth are going to help you with that and, and make sure your path to retirement is an easy and a comfortable one. And they're going to work closely with you to make sure they're tailoring the goals to meet your specific needs. So they've got offices right here in Tampa. If you want to meet them face-to-face or if it's easier for a virtual appointment for you, they'll do that. But Trajan Wealth is a family-owned and veteran-led business by Jeff Jr. Jeff Jr. has been doing it for over two decades. They know what's going on over there. The good folks at Trajan, they're the type of people you want to work with and you'd love to talk to about your financial goals today. They're going to help you develop a plan that's going to give you a peace of mind. 813-550-1000. Once again, wealth management and retirement planning. Check them out. TrajanWealth.com. Advisory services offered through Trajan Wealth LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor paid advertisement. When we return, two big reasons the Bucks need to sign Mike Evans right now. And you won't believe what I Googled yesterday. Aaron doesn't get it, but you will. That's next, Pat and Aaron Show, 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. Pat and Aaron, 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, you can see how I started the segment with my microphone off, which does not work. Here on the radio, uh, big, big show lined up for you today. We'll talk a little bit about the NFL draft with our friend Charlie Campbell from WalterFootball.com joining us at 7.30. Then uh, no Blue Steel Tuesday today because Braden Coburn uh, getting back from a big ski trip. We will instead uh, have our friend Neil Solons from Rays Radio in, in studio with us for the entirety of the 8 o'clock hour. So a lot of Rays baseball to talk about as well, but we'll go to the Buccaneers right now. And I said before the break, uh, I think there's a couple of reasons the Buccaneers, Aaron, need to go ahead and get it done with Mike Evans. And I, I didn't think it was that crucial necessarily. I always felt even if they did let him test free agency, not that I thought they should, but I thought even if they did, he was going to probably wind up back here. And I still feel that way. But let's go ahead and get it done. And I asked people yesterday if they thought, even if it costs couple extra million, potentially, if they should just get it done right now. Because I kind of feel like if they can, they should. And it sounds like that's kind of the motivation there and that they are trying to get it done right now, which I'm very happy about. But there's a couple reasons why I think it's important. We said yesterday, and we weren't wrong, right? We both were in agreement that the extra money under on the salary cap is going to be helpful for the Buccaneers, and I think it is. However, it does, if you allow a guy like Mike Evans to test free agency allow other teams to be a little bit more aggressive with their offers if they want to to try to lure him away and potentially make that dumb offer that the Bucks just don't want to and really shouldn't match. And let's explore that. Let's say it happens. Let's say the Jets, who have some money, want to make a dumb offer. Let's say the Houston Texans want to make a ridiculous offer. And let's say they do somehow lure... Or the Kansas City Chiefs, or the which, Can- you know, comes with a lot. Another, those are the three, I think, that are in main contention to get Mike Evans services. And, and, and honestly, would make sense for Mike. Like, I don't think it would be... I think it would be an exciting thing for Mike. It would be different, but I don't think it would be a bad option for Mike if he did that. Of course, we wouldn't like it. Imagine winning a Super Bowl 
with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, right, to be the guy to help them get over that hump. But let's explore if he somehow, and I don't think it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but if he does, if he sees, if he gets blown away by an offer and goes, this is an offer, I, he gets Don Corleone, and he just can't refuse that offer. What do the Bucks do? What's the plan of action, and how does that change the trajectory of the draft, the entire offseason, really? Oh, I mean, a lot. A lot. Right? A lot. Um, and again, I just don't think you let it get there. It doesn't sound like the Bucks want to let it get there. But the other reason, on top of that extra money allowing other teams to potentially be more aggressive if they were to have an opportunity to pursue Mike Evans, i.e. him getting to free agency, the Cincinnati Bengals put the franchise tag on T. Higgins, which is a guy that, listen, is T. Higgins better than Mike Evans? No. No, no, no. no. Um, is he close? Not really. Uh, he's really good. Right, I think Mike Evans is, is a Hall of Famer. Huge role player. I, I, I think he's better than a role player. Me personally, they're putting the franchise tag on him, so they definitely think he's better than you don't. Prefer, you shouldn't often franchise tag role player. Important part of the offense, absolutely. Um, I think more of a two than a one, and Mike Evans is a clear one. But T. Higgins is a guy that you can make the argument that if you're a team, especially a young team that's growing towards something. Uh, maybe not the Texans because, again, they've got that tie to Mike being a Houston kid. But outside of that, if you're a young team that's growing, you may look at a T. Higgins as a guy that, hey, because of his age, you'd go after him before Mike Evans. He's certainly just another option on the free agent market. Not anymore. If, well, yeah, if he were not to get the franchise tag. And the more options there are, the you know the, the, the easier it makes uh, retaining a guy like Mike. So Can I ask you something a little wild here? And we'll open up the well, text lines, 82945, start your text with DAE. And if you'd like to call, 888-546-4620. It doesn't start with moving on from Mike, I hope. It does. Oh, no, no, no. I, not that I want to. I'm just take take me down this road, or I'll take you down this road. Well, Get in the car with me. Casey, you got the hallucinogens? It sounds like we need them right yeah, now. Them out. This is a conversation that needs to be had. You oh, got right. to think of the other, you know, other universe. Thank you, Casey. Now, get it, let's drop into the other universe. This is, right is now. this the upside down? This is the upside down world okay. where Mike Evans signs with another team, right? Mm. And the Bucks have not signed Baker Mayfield yet. That if, other team would be like a demogorgon. Yes. If Mike Evans signs with another team, does that change the potential want? For Baker Mayfield. How Potentially, but I doubt it. Because, again, there still has to be a better fit. And it's hard for me to think that there is for Baker Mayfield. I just don't see success with this. Like, it's hard for me to imagine the Bucks winning a Super Bowl as they're situated right now. You take Mike Evans out of the equation, and Baker Mayfield's left without that 1,000-yard receiver, that blanket. And I, I, I just, I don't know. But, I, no, I think no, no. it changes. You're not wrong. But the question is... Does Baker's other option, if he decides, okay, you know what, Mike's gone, so I'm going to go. Does his off- other option, does another team that's going to bring in Baker Mayfield to potentially be their starting quarterback, a Super Bowl contender? Probably a very unlikely. No, but I, very unlikely I, that I'm, you're going to find a better situation. I'm questioning more if the Bucks would want to move forward with Baker if Mike Evans wasn't a part of the equation. Not the other way around. Um, that's that. That to me is a more interesting question. That's the question. That's I, always I, been my question. I, I would, just didn't state. I would it right, think I guess. so. I would think so. I would think so, but I don't know. And Do how you think m- they want to sign him? It may or not be from th- him? No, I think they would want to still have Baker Mayfield back. Okay. Is it at the same number? Are you still willing to make the same investment? Do you see yourself doing better things? Obviously, with Mike here, is he? Are you considering Baker as a guy that, if everything works out perfectly, might just be able to get you over the top with Mike? 
or is he just a bridge guy without Mike? And then if he's just a bridge guy, all of a sudden what you're willing to give him changes drastically, I think, in my opinion. Baker, in my opinion, needs a guy like Mike to have success. Yeah. And and if he doesn't have Mike here, the success that he had from last year, I think, I don't think, I think it goes say that away. Any quarterback. Yeah, no, no, no you doubt know? about it. You're, you're absolutely right. But you lose a star, future Hall of Famer, and Mike Evans, if that ha- were to happen, that's an interesting avenue to explore of how much the Bucks love having Baker Mayfield without a Mike Evans. Hopefully it's just, uh, and on the Bartow Ford DA text line, I agree with Aaron, if Mike leaves, let Baker walk. Uh, were you it, saying that for sure? Well, I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm speculating You're asking if the Bucks would want I'm him. speculating it, but in my opinion, looking at it, I don't think they'll have the level of success as last year, and last year wasn't even close to good enough. So do you want to start over? It's it's a question that has to be asked, and it's an interesting one because... Then you've got a lot of interesting questions, though, if you're going to start over, because there's a lot of guys you're going to look at and go... Is it worth it? If we're starting all over from scratch, which is basically what you're talking about. Well, what I'm saying is I think the Mike Evans piece of if Mike Evans walks, I think it has more implications than just Mike Evans walking. For sure. And For those sure. are something I don't even think this is the first time we've really explored that avenue. Well, and listen, that's uh, probably a good part of the reason why the Bucks. it sounds like, from reports, are all over trying to get this thing done and get it done uh, long before free agency begins, which would be... Uh, exceptional because I think it's, I agree with you. I think it's incredibly important for the Buccaneers. Um, uh, I did mention before the break, there's something I Googled, Aaron. You were very confused by this. I had, I looked at the show sheet this morning and I was like, what, what are we, do we pat you on the back for this? No, Google I'm search? not asking for a pat on the back. All right. All right. What'd you search? I'm asking for, uh, participation. All right. What'd you specifically search in a Google? I, I Googled the rowdy schedule. Why? Right. Because they have their home opener. On March sixteenth, what made so you go. think? You want to go? Let's go. What made you think of the? I'll be in New York, but what made oh. you think of the Rowdies? Bomber man, it's gonna be a great time. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be at, uh, watching Stephen A. Smith, so that might be more fun. I don't know. Oh, so Jay Retro won't get to go either. I'll be the only guy on the yeah, Rowdies. That's beat. a sad. I'll be on the Rowdies beat. You want to go to the Rowdies game? <sighs> You know, I, I really struggle with soccer. I Me too. Re- I really, really do. But it if it's a Saturday, know. I have absolutely nothing to do. I'll go out and have a couple drinks with you, you know? We're going to party. Screw it. We're going to party. When you said he doesn't, you looked at me and said he doesn't know. What are you talking about? I'm usually, like, in step with you. I have no idea what's <laughs> well, going well, on. Well, you know, no I'm, it's been noted to us that even people within the Rowdies organization look at me as the guy who hates soccer. Right? Yeah. So I'm trying to, imp- I'm embracing. Uh, okay, well, what made you, I'm so intrigued as to so what I'm, made you think of the Rowdies last night and be like, I got to see what's going on with the Rowdies. So one of my best friends growing up, my buddy Alex, um, he's Argentinian, loves, loves soccer. He's one of the guys I told you I played soccer with growing up as a kid. He just moved down here, right? Just moved in with his girlfriend down here and he's a huge soccer fan. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go to let's go to the Rowdies game. I'll bring you to the Rowdies game, and I'm, and I'm like I'm embracing it. Like I, you know what, you know I've never really liked soccer. I find it a tough sport to watch and get into. But we did have some fun when we went to the Rowdies game. Yeah, I'm down to go to a Rowdies so, game this year. I'm going to bring my boy Alex to the home opener on March 16th nice. at, at Al Lang Stadium. Casey Warner is going to come. I'm inviting the goons. I want everyone to come out to the Rowdies game. That's great. I'm in. Now that makes sense to me. When you're party. like, I Googled something yesterday. Well, I think a lot of people would be surprised. People who note that I've uh, always been, people would call me a soccer hater on the show. Well, it makes sense now that you tell me your friend moving here and being wherever he's from. 
Um, We're getting on board with the Rowdies this year, Aaron. I'm down to get on board. Like, I've always been down to embrace different sports. Just because I'm not a soccer fan yet doesn't mean I can't become a bigger one. You know the one I really want to get into that I really want? Soccer, I understand the sport. It's just not my favorite sport. Mm. I don't understand NASCAR or car racing. I think if I did, I might appreciate it a little more. I've been told from Nick Wise and Brody down at Mix that there's this documentary, I believe on Netflix. Oh, yeah, Nick was trying to get me to watch it, I'm going to watch it. Like, Mm. why not open up your mind and try? I mean... I'm going to see. I would like to learn the sport more, and I think I'll like it more. So that's one I want to open up my mind to this year, too. If I were somewhere where we're on, I'm not going to be like, I'm shutting my eyes, I'm not watching this. But, like, if I'm at home and I got other options, like I'm probably watching those other options. That's, you know, it's not that I just refuse to watch something, but I've got other options, and I'm probably going to go that route. Three-wide photo finish this week. I've heard that. No idea it what it means. Sounds amazing. Three-wide. Listen. Are there some interesting elements to why they are able to operate the vehicles the way they are and that kind of stuff? Sure. Does it make sitting down and watching guys go in circles for however many hours interesting at all? Pit, apparently, the pit stops are really interesting. I'm still learning. That is crucial. Crucial but, to a victory. By the way, on the Bartow 4DA text line, Pat, play some FIFA and learn the rules. It grew on me so quickly. Still nowhere near football, but fun to watch. Um, I actually, uh, a couple of friends and I, we played at, at points in my childhood more FIFA than Madden. Like, I had a couple of buddies uh, in particular that, like, loved FIFA, and we played it constantly, loved the game, still didn't watch, love watching soccer on TV. I just didn't, it's not a great spectator sport for me. I don't know that I'm going to become a soccer fan, but I'm becoming a Rowdies fan, damn it. I'm going to get my scarf out. We're going <laughs> to get my scarf What's out. What's their saying? Uh, kick in the grass. Kick in the grass? Let's go kick in the grass. March 16th, all of us uh, at the Rowdies game. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, when we return, there is one Rays player who says he expects to be better in 2024. If he does, the Rays are going to be a lot better than a lot of people think, myself included. We'll tell you who he is and why he might just be right next. Pat and Aaron Show, 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. Go Rowdies! Pan Air 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. Thinking about tomorrow, also thinking about Thursday when we'll be in Port Charlotte watching some Rays baseball. I cannot wait. We'll be talking Rays baseball with Neil Solons coming up at 8 o'clock. He's going to join us in studio for the entirety of the 8 o'clock hour. We'll also talk a little bit about the NFL draft coming up with our guy Charlie Campbell from WalterFootball.com. Doug Wechter's been sending me like Instagram videos of yeah. just like giant hot dogs. <laughs> Big glizzies. <laughs> like, I like, I'll get a, a... He knows you're a size queen. It's, it's Seriously, he knows me. I'll like get a, a message will pop up like you have a message from Doug Wechter. I'm like, it. how big is this glizzy going to be? <laughs> it's like, it looks delicious every time. Can't wait to get to Port Charlotte and get me one. Seriously. I'm, and I'm eating a hot dog Thursday. Like, I gotta eat a hot dog on Thursday. It's, it's, you, you don't start baseball season. You don't go to your first spring game. I don't care what kind of diet you're on. I'll tell you about my friends at Age Rejuvenation and the great work they're gonna, they have been doing with me a little later in the show. But yeah, um, you gotta, in your first spring game of the year or your first raise game of the year, you gotta have a hot dog. Like, this it's, is how, it is imperative. This is how a former professional baseball player thinks of me, though. He's like, he doesn't think of anything else but to send me hot dog videos. I That's mean, what I'm getting right now. I feel like Braden Coburn thinks very similar things. Yeah, I'd probably be getting corn dog videos from Kobe. That's Rot my life. Worst. 
Bratwurst. Got to go with the bratwurst <laughs> on Thursday. I'm not a big brat guy. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're okay. See, a bratwurst, see, like, for me, it's like if I go to a baseball game, I want a ballpark brat. You know what I'm saying? I like hot dogs, mm. too, but a brat at the ballpark, oh. they're kind of hard to bite into sometimes, no? They are, but that's what makes it great is because it's, it's kind of like a like an opposite texture thing. It's like, you know, kind of crispy. Yeah, kind of like crunchy, crispy on the outside, you know, warm, melty on the inside. Oh, melty? Brat, yeah. A like melty it's, bratwurst. It's, if, it's right, brat. if it's cooked right, you know, yeah. like it melts in your mouth oh dude yeah i don't know if melty bratwurst is anything i've ever heard before if you got like some cheddar up in it you just ain't eating the right ones you're getting some weird sausage um i I don't know i i don't know if i can eat a a ballpark brat first of all i need the dog i do need a hot dog second of all i once had a captain mike anderson of course from the real animals fishing show on sunday morning i once had captain mike anderson teach me before the Bucks beat the Packers at Raymond James Stadium years ago. Teach me like the official way that they do broths, like up in Wisconsin, where of course it's very brat country. Uh, do you know how they do it? I have no idea. You have to start it the day before. Apparently, the day I'm, before. See, then I'm out. You're out. <laughs> like anything you have to start 24 hours in advance. What the heck? Like the whole point of a glizzy of a hot dog is like boom, bang, bang, gone. It's out, and then it's literally out the other side within before that brats ready to be prepared. Well, long story short, you boil the brats in the cheapest, grossest beer you can find the day before, uh, and on, uh, beer and onions. You boil it in there, then you leave it in the fridge in the beer and onions overnight, and then the next day you grill them. Just to heat everything up. Oh, sounds good. It sounds great. It's, it's, it is so amazing. Good. A lot of preparation. It is amazing. Speaking of preparation, Josh Lowe, he has been preparing this offseason to be the guy. He needs to be. Well, you look at his numbers last year, and we were talking about it earlier, and people thought I was crazy. The, the beginning you of the season. Crazy. I am. But the beginning of the season, the run he was having, MVP-like numbers. Really, truly, MVP-like numbers and MVP-like moments for this team. Now, he's a young guy. It trailed off, but not completely. I mean, the way he... hit nearly 300. 20 homers, 32 steals. Those are great numbers. So, for a guy that's 26 years old, and I have seen the improvement and the growth from him every single year. Well, a massive growth last year after a disappointing year the year before. And I think that we can only assume that we're going to see bigger and better things from Josh Lowe because he understands what it's like to be a big league baseball player now at this level, and he understands the preparation that goes into it. I'm really excited to see what year he has, Pat. By the way, you talk about his numbers. A really good article in the Tampa Bay Times uh, by Mark Topkin, and he actually wrote about just how good those numbers were and some of the things Josh Lowe has said about why he thinks he can be better. And you talked about it. Beginning of the year, MVP-like numbers. If he can take the leap, because he had a, I don't want to say a bad year, because he's too young to call it a bad year for me, a disappointing year two years ago, the leap that he made last year was massive. If he can make a similar leap from last year to this year, we're talking about an MVP candidate and exactly kind of what I said this team needed, right, which was a guy who was good to really show himself to be a star this season. They're going to need somebody to make that leap. Last year, he talked about his numbers. 292, 20 home runs, 32 steals, 33 doubles, and an 835 OPS. Uh, and this is what Mark Topkin says in the article. Only National League MVP Ronald Acuna Jr. beat those combination of numbers. Incredible. Here's what Josh Lowe had to say about 
what his expectations are for 2024. I think I've always been a confident player in knowing what I can do. I know that I can be the player that I was last year for many years to come, and that's my goal every year to try to do better than that year and just do what I can to help on the field and help this team win. I looked this man in the eyes last year in the clubhouse while he was going on this run, and I said to Josh... Don't tell us how aroused you are. I, I, I will not. I will just tell you, I looked him deep in the eyes, and I said, Josh, you know, what's different about your confidence level? Why do you have more confidence this year? And he looked at me, and he was, and I could tell he meant it. He's like, no. He's like, I've always had confidence in myself. I knew I was going to figure this out. It just took some work, and... You've seen that work come into play now. And in 2022, he was being sent up and down, and he just never felt right. He never looked comfortable. And listen, a lot of guys that age coming up into major leagues, they don't look comfortable. Yeah. But once he figured out the pace of this league and what it takes to be a big leaguer at this level, he has figured it out, and I have the utmost faith and confidence that he's going to get even better this year. We've talked about that leap and him trying to make that leap again. Here's the quote from Kevin Cash. If there was one guy that I would say I could see taking that same sizable jump again, I would put it on him. Not to put added pressure on him, but I just think with the with his offseason, appreciate him recognizing what he just did and knowing Josh, he's pretty hungry to be a really, really good player. Uh, we do have to hit the break. I want to be, we're going to be a little bit late. I got really quickly, Earl wants to make a bet with you and I on the Rays, and I want to hear what Earl has to say. Really quickly, Earl in Sarasota, good morning. All right, good morning, gentlemen. I'll make it fast. I just want to tell you, I, I truly believe they're going to win over 90 games this year. I don't think they're going to win the East, but I do believe that they're going to win a wild card and go to the playoffs. I'd be willing to bet you guys that bet you would have to take the under 90. No, here's, and, Earl, Earl, here's the problem for me. And I don't know. I think Aaron's going to agree with me, but I'll let him, I'll let him say. I believe they're going to win around 90 games. I think they've got a real good chance to make the playoffs. And even if I wasn't so sure, I'm never betting against my team. I'm never betting against the yeah, race. We would have to root against, yeah, we would have to be rooting against them all season. And not that I would root against because I have a bet with a dude named Earl in Sarasota. No offense, Earl. It's not going to like change <laughs> my, right. my habits, but you know. Yeah, you're not getting all us right. to bet against right. the race, dude. But you can no, give me whatever it, you're going to put. What were you going to wager? I was going to wager a dinner for both of you for a dinner for me. You can take us out to dinner if you want. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, Aaron, I, I told you I manager this warehouse on B-Ridge, B-Ridge Lighting and Design, and if y'all ever want to come by here, I'm here all damn day long. All right. Maybe I'll stop by. We'll go to, like, uh, Ale House on Cattleman if it's still there. Is the Ale House still there? Yeah, it's still there. Oh, man. Things never change. Earl, thank you. Do you ever, you ever go to, you ever go to Calusa's? Cause you're in Sarasota. I forget Calusa's. about Calusa's. Yeah. You don't know Calusa's? No. They're in Sarasota. That's Some the brewery? Of, one of the better breweries in the, like, yeah, in the state. Like, Calusa's is fantastic. They got burgers? I don't know about the food situation. I have to have the, food with the They beer. got glizzies? Uh, yeah, glizzies. I don't, again, good I don't question. know about the food situation. Good I'm question. sure there's food around, uh, but I know their beer. I've had some of their beers. It's really, really good. All right, we've got a loaded 7 o'clock hour. Charlie Campbell, situation, man, and why this is a huge moment for USF, and it's about more than just basketball. That's next. Like.